All right. Okay. So I'm talking, I think two Sundays ago, we started talking about Anna, isn't it? Yes. And we talked about Anna relationships and some important relationships that require Anna. Why? Because Romans chapter 13 and verse 7 says, Render therefore to all their dues. Tribute to whom tribute is due, custom to whom custom, fear to whom fear, and honor to whom honor. Amen. Amen. That we have to give people what they deserve. Amen. And some people are due certain things. You see, some people are due certain things. And if we do not give to people what belongs to them, the Bible says, who will give us what belongs to us? Do you see? Look at uh, the Bible. Just check with me. Luke chapter 16. Go to Luke chapter 16 and verse 12. The book of Luke chapter 16 and verse 12. Okay. It says, let's start from verse 10. It'll make more sense as we read from verse 10. It says, Luke chapter 16 and verse 10, he that is faithful in that which is least is faithful also in much. And he that is unjust in that which is least is unjust also in much. Right? Verse 11. If therefore ye have not been faithful in the unrighteous mammon, who will commit to your trust the true riches? Then verse 12. And if ye have not been faithful in that which is another man's, who shall give you that which is your own? Amen. That if you have not been faithful in something that belongs to another man, something that benefits another person, if you're not reliable, if you're not trustworthy, if you can't be counted on to handle properly what belongs or what goes to the benefit or advantage of another person, who will give you what goes to your benefit or your advantage? Can you understand that? In other words, we control how we are treated by how we treat others. Do you see? In other words, the remote control to how you are treated is actually in your hand and it works when you point it towards others. Do you, do you see what I'm saying? Yes. You point it, what you do with it towards others is what you get out of it. Can I have an amen? Does it make sense? Yes. So we need to be very careful. Some people are very mean when it comes to things that have to do with others. They don't care. Anything that doesn't benefit them, they don't have any interest in it. 
Do you see? Now, when you do that, what you're doing is really you are determining how yours also gets treated. Do you see? And how your life is also handled by others when it is within their power to bless you. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yes. And that's why the scripture says, give to people what is their due. Render to people what is their due. And then he gives us a list of things that are due to people. He said, you know, tribute to whom tribute. Some people are due tribute. And when it's time to pay tribute to those people, make sure that you pay tribute to them. Don't rush through it. Do you see? Yes, because it's not you. And then when it is you, you want everybody to just stand up (laughs) and give you a standing ovation. That's not going to happen. (laughs) Do you see? Yeah. Tribute to whom tribute and custom to whom custom and fear to whom fear. You get it? And this fear has to do with respect. Do you see? Respect to whom if somebody has a job, even if their job is simply to, you know, keep and maintain order at the car park. You know, that is their job. That is the reason why they wake up early in the morning and travel all the way to the car park to do that job. Now, you can't show up at the car park and just because it looks like a job that doesn't pay a whole lot, you know, and maybe you earn a lot of money and so you just look at the person and you throw your weight around and just despise what they are doing. So when he says, put your car here, you put it here. You know, and as he comes to address you, you start to move the car in a certain way and just, you just walk off. Maybe yours will not occur in that realm because that's not where you belong. But in some other realm of life, somebody is also going to throw his weight around you. And someone is going to abuse and someone is going to maltreat and someone is going to throw things away that actually belong to you. Because you have sown that seed. Don't forget the verse we read. A man sows, a man reaps what he sows. Do you see? A man reaps what he sows. Yes. In fact, one way to assess your life and to understand what's going on in your life is to look at what is happening and try to work it backwards to when did I sow something like this? Yeah. Yeah. Because sometimes what is happening is nothing other than a harvest of what has been sown. It's just that some fruits take a long time to to be born. Do you see? Yes. All fruits don't show up at the same time. Some things that you do, the fruit comes much later. And at the time when you cannot even connect it to any action, it's like it happened so long ago that you can't even connect it to anything in your current life that should justify the appearance of such a thing. Do you see? So we need to be careful. We need to be careful. We must be careful to give to people what is their due. Amen. And when someone must be honored, the person deserves honor, the person must be honored. Hallelujah. Like I was saying earlier, you know, the Bible says, for example, that the elders that rule well, you know, have you noted 
Luke 16 and 12 already because I want to move from there. Luke 16 and verse 12 says, If you are not faithful in that which is another man's, who will give you that which is your own? Can you see that? Do do you see how that, it says, it says, if you have not been faithful in that which is another man's, who shall give you that which is your own? You know, that latter part of the verse always gets my attention because it means that there are some things that belong to you, but they are not with you. Do you see what I'm saying? They have to be given to you. It's called your own because it belongs to you. And the way you pray for things and look up to God for so many things, you shouldn't be surprised that there are answers to your prayers and there are things that are earmarked for you, but which belong or are with other people. There are jobs that belong to you, but they are with other people. Yeah. Yes, it's a job that has your name on it, but somebody has to release it to you. <laughs> Do you see what I'm saying? Yes. You know, one time, this, this next door parking lot here, when we came here around the early uh, uh, time when we came here, there was a day when there was no parking. And so Zola, she just drove in there and put her car there. Do you remember that day? Oh, you don't? She just drove in there and she parked over there (laughs) and came and she came to do her dancing and everything, just singing and happily and um, she was just happily for rolling around. After church, we had our meetings and everything. Now, these people, I think they, I don't know if they were upset or, or simply that it was time for them to go. Yeah, they closed. They closed they locked the gate. They put a chain on the gate. Yes. And they went <laughs> home. Yes. So when everything was over, Zola went round to go get her car. And she realized that the car in the gate inside the yard belongs to her. And she even has the keys to the car. But somebody else must open the gate. That person is the one she doesn't control. And because of that, she's denied the pleasure of driving the cars she has paid for. Something that is rightfully hers, something that belongs to her life, something that drove her here, something that she was entitled to enjoying, she could not enjoy it because there is one step before you get to your car. That step does not depend on you. I tell you, we went there, we made phone calls and so on. I think nobody minded her. Yes. So she had to come back (laughs) the next day. Yes. Come back the following day. And that's when this, it's a gym. So, you know, they they were closed until the next day. And when she came back the next day, she walked right in, took her car, And I think she vowed never to (laughs) be enticed by that parking lot ever again. Do you see? But I'm saying that our lives work much like that. Many things, you can see them. You can see yourself just getting close to it. A few more steps 
and it will be yours. But what you may not know is that a step or two before you get to it actually doesn't depend on you. Somebody else has to choose you. You know, somebody has to choose you. No matter what you do for a living, somebody has to agree that you will do that for them. Because there's nothing anybody does that makes him the only one who can do it. The fact that you go to school and there are other people in your class is a message to you. (laughs) That you're not the only one who is being taught whatever you are learning in that school. (laughs) So there are many alternatives to you. (laughs) Do you see? There are many alternatives to you. There are many people who can replace you and who can do what you do. And that's why when someone chooses you, even when you're selling something and someone comes to buy yours, you know, you're supposed to say thank you. (laughs) Yes. The seller is supposed to say thank you to the buyer. Thank you for your custom. Thank you for choosing me. Yes. You know, there are certain places you go to and then you see a whole lot of shops in everybody selling the same thing. Do you see, they have places like that in markets and so on. Where Everybody is simply, there's no reason to choose one over the other. Except for who has prayed. (laughs) 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 Who has God working in their favor. Do you see what I'm saying? So if you want to advance and want to do well, learn to respect what belongs to others. Do you see? Because from time to time you will find yourself being in control of what happens to others. And you will see that you become the one who is controlling whether someone will be happy or not. And as you put smiles on people's faces, God will ensure that others also put smiles on your face. Because you have sown it and you will reap it. Can I have an amen? So be faithful and give honor to whom honor is due. Amen. Then we talked about some relationships. You know, your relationship with God, your relationship with Jesus, right? Your relationship with the Holy Spirit, the relationship with your prophet. Your relationship with your prophet is another one that you must honor. Then your relationship with fathers will also give life to you and your relationship with your pastor. And number seven is your relationship with your husband if you're married, okay? It's basically talking about people who deserve honor by virtue of the relationship that exists between you and them. Amen. Now, today, just for a few more minutes, I want to talk about the levels of honor. Levels of honor, okay? That honor comes in levels, or there are levels uh, in honor when it comes to honoring people, okay? So level number one, the first level, is when you are recognized. The first level is when someone recognizes you or takes notice of you, right? That's the first Level of Anna. Hallelujah. Now, let's read the book of Mark. Mark chapter 6. 
and verse 1. The book of Mark chapter 6 and from verse 1. It says, And he went out from thence and came into his own country, and his disciples followed him. And when the Sabbath day was come, he began to teach in the synagogue, and many hearing him were astonished, saying, From whence hath this man these things? And what wisdom is this which is given unto him, that even such mighty works are wrought by his hands? Right. Now, up to this point, you can see that people are surprised. The, the word is astonished. Yes, astonished. I don't know, do people use that word still? Uh, astonished, right? You use it, right? <laughs> okay. So I think astonished is like somewhere between surprise and shock. Isn't it? Right? It's a negative surprise. Okay, so when surprise works backwards, then you are astonished. <laughs> Right? Okay. So these people, they said they were hearing him and they were astonished, saying, Whence have this man these things? It's like, I mean, man, this guy seems to be saying some things. Do you see? And they wondered, What wisdom is this which is given to him that even such mighty works are wrought by his hands? So they observed clearly that there was something extraordinary about Jesus. They noticed that Jesus was not an ordinary person, that he seemed to possess a wisdom or some powers or something. He, the things, the words he spoke, you know, were profound. The miracles he performed, they hadn't seen anything like that before. And so they were just wondering, I mean, where does this man get these things from? They were clearly in a position to be impressed if they wanted to. Do you see? But then the verse continues that they then said, is not this the carpenter? The son of Mary, the brother of James and Joseph and of Judah and Simon. <laughs> you know, they just took him apart. <laughs> and and they, 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 they refused to recognize or to acknowledge that here is a great person. You see, now there are people who do that. There are people who refuse to acknowledge or accept that someone is great or that something someone has done is worthy of recognition. Do you see? So look at these people. He says, are not his sisters here with us? And they were offended at him instead of being impressed by him, you see. And he says, but Jesus said unto them, a prophet is not without honor, but in his own country and among his own kin and in his own house. And he says, and he could there do no mighty work, save that he laid his hands upon a few sick folk and healed them. Right. Now, this is really sad because this is Mark chapter 6. Now, in Mark chapter 5, Jesus is doing wonders. Mark chapter 5 is the chapter 
where you find Jesus casting out. Have you ever heard of the madman of Gadara? A man who was possessed with a legion of demons. So many demons and Jesus cast them out into some pigs. Do you see? You know that, right? Yeah, that's actually the reason why some people don't eat pork. You know, and have left all of it for us. <laughs> for John Jack and I. <laughs> Oh, you too? Awesome. So three of us. <laughs> Do you see the thing? Because some people feel they are eating demons. <laughs> but we learned how to pray over. <laughs> we cast it out. <laughs> Do you see? But that's what's happening in Mark chapter 5. And the people were so shocked. In fact, they were afraid. So they began to beg him to leave the town. Because what happened is those pigs into whom those evil spirits went, you know, those pigs ran violently into the ocean and were drowned. So I can imagine that the people in the town began to think that, you know, if this guy is going to be around here uh, and every day is going to cast out devils into, <laughs> into people's farms, then we're going to have nothing. <laughs> You get it, yes. Tomorrow will be chicken, yes. <laughs> yeah. We don't know who's chicken the next day, who's horses, and the next day, who's cattle. So, you know, sir, we recognize the power, but can you just take it away, please? Yeah. So the Bible says they begged him to leave the town, but it was in recognition of the power. Do you see? Then he decided from there to come to his own country and his own town, which is how the passage begins. It says, he went from there and came into his own country and his disciples follow him. And when he spoke, the people were surprised. Again, the same miracles, the same things, but these people chose not to recognize him. They chose not to honor him they chose, they decided that they are not impressed by what has happened. Why? Because they know his background. They said, it's not this the carpenter. I mean, they, they, they brought him down. <laughs> you see, yes. Because in the other place, he was a mysterious man of God, anointed man of God. But to them, they said, look, you can't be anything greater than the carpenter we've always known. <laughs> You get it? And I know your brother. I know your sister. I mean, you are just you. Your brothers are ordinary people. Your sisters are ordinary people. We even know your mother. You get it? Yes. And you are the apprentice carpenter. You know, you can't just show up suddenly and claim to be a man of God. You have a lot of that in the world. People who out of jealousy sometimes and other times just purely out just to spite you it's like who do you think you are you know we refuse to recognize any greatness about you and it shows that is why you need to be careful you know that's why the bible says give to people what is their due you see when someone does something and the thing is great if the thing has blessed you, it is important for you to recognize it and celebrate it 
Because next time, you also will do something that someone finds great. Do you see? And they'll also be clapping for you. Sometimes you see people, even this DJ, she would sing here, and then some people, they wouldn't even clap. (laughs) You get it? It's like, oh, well, okay, so you sang and so what? (laughs) You get it, yeah. Can we just move on? (laughs) You see the thing? Yeah. You sang and so what? But that's an example right there. It's a chance for you. Somebody sings a song and it's a blessing. And who must honor it? Especially if you can't sing like that. But you see, it is the one who can't sing like that who in particular refuses to recognize it. Are you understanding what I'm saying? Yes. The Bible says God has given to everybody a measure of faith by which we operate the gifts that we have been given. And the gifts are not given in the same measure. You know the parable of the talents where he gives some this and some that and some that. God doesn't give the same measure of a good gift to everyone. But everyone's gift at the level that has been given is good. And when people come our way and they exercise that gift, whatever the gift is, could be a gift of cooking. Somebody has cooked their food and I mean, even for the time it takes to cook, that cooking deserves some recognition. (laughs) But you find some people, they'll taste it and make You know, yeah. It's like you just tasted some bitter medicine. (laughs) But that's somebody's best effort. Do you see what I'm saying? So it is important. Let's learn the habit of recognizing people. Can I have an amen? amen? Recognizing them for who they are. Recognizing them for the gift that God has placed in them. It is God who places gifts in people. Do you see? Yes. And how we receive those people and the gifts determine what those people become to us. Do you see? Look at this passage right here in Luke, uh, sorry, Matthew chapter 10. Matthew chapter 10 and verse 40. It says, 41. It says, he that receiveth A prophet in the name of a prophet shall receive a prophet's reward. Can you see that? He says, he that receives a prophet in the name of a prophet shall receive a prophet's reward. In other words, if you relate with someone, you see, on the basis of the gift that is in them, you will benefit from that gift. Does it make sense? Yes. If you relate with someone on the basis of the gift that God has placed in them, he says you will benefit from that gift. In other words, what you see in people is what you get from them. Amen. And what you don't see in people, you'll never get from them. 
You see, so it's important for us to see people as they are. It says, he that receiveth a prophet in the name of a prophet shall receive a prophet's reward. And he that receiveth a righteous man in the name of a righteous man shall receive a righteous man's reward. In other words, if you think of the person as, oh, this is just a good person, a good Christian man, then that's all you get also from the person. Hallelujah. So recognition is important. We need to recognize people. You recognize somebody. That is the first step and the first level of honoring someone. Notice the person. Do you see? Notice the person. Observe the person. Note that somebody significant is around. Hallelujah. Yes. Especially in these days where you have so much going on on our cell phones and so on. You can easily ignore someone you shouldn't ignore. (laughs) Yes. You can easily treat someone, you know, with contempt and despisement who you shouldn't be despising at all. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yes. That's why we all need to learn how to put our cell phones away. So we can talk to somebody important. So we can relate with someone important. Instead of having our heads always bowed down, scrolling. I mean, an important person is with you and TikTok is getting all your attention. (laughs) Videos by strangers you don't even know. I mean, straight, you don't even know them. It's not even about who is more important. You don't even know them. Some of them outright idiots who are just looking for attention. Yes, they're just looking for views. <laughs> and because of them, you don't have time You can't pay attention. Even you find people in church on their phones. I mean, the word of God is being preached. You see, the word by which everything was made. The Bible says everything created was created by the word of God. Anything in your life that will be created will be created by the word of God you know on that thing. And yet you find us, as the word is being preached, we are answering text, we are looking different places, we are just checking magazines, YouTube, different Facebook, different things. I mean, this new device has come to destroy and ruin our lives and ruin relationships. And every year they make a new one. (laughs) And each one they make is more capable. (laughs) Does more fancy things. Do you see? So it's gradually eating our attention. And people are not recognizing people who must be on it. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Those of you who are married. You need to recognize the people that. I mean your spouse. In particular, I mean your husband. (laughs) Because he is the head of the house. Do you see? There are many people who go home and the door just opens. 
and they just enter the house and people are in the house. But nobody even comes to check <laughs> to see who entered. Once it's right around the time you're supposed to be coming, they assume it's you. One day you'll be surprised. <laughs> One day you'll be surprised. You'll be shocked at who actually came in. Do you see what I'm saying? Yes. Some of you work in places when your manager walks in, you don't even notice him. You see, yes, you don't even, it's like nobody has come. <laughs> you know, it's just another person, you know, we're all here. <laughs> we're all working. I mean, you work, I work. <laughs> you just happen to be called a manager. There's nothing, you know, I, and even some people feel that, you know, I'm the one doing the work and you are just getting the credit for everything I'm doing. You know, monkey, they work, baboon, they chop, and baboon is looking for recognition. <laughs> but I tell you, I'm giving you a clue. Start to honor your boss by noticing his presence. You see, Whoever you work under, whoever you have as a head over you, start to notice the person, start to recognize the person when they are around. Stop everything you're doing for two minutes and pay attention to them. Just for two minutes. And recognize their presence because the person deserves honor. The person has employed you. Do you see? He pays your salary. You, you see what I'm saying? Yes, he gives you what to do. Do you see? Yes. And you will see that that person will start to look at you differently. And it will give you job security. Are you hearing what I'm saying? So recognizing people is important. Can I have an amen? Yes. Number two, the second level of honor is when you listen to someone gladly. When you listen to someone gladly. Now, look at this verse in Mark chapter 12 and verse 37. The Bible says, and it says, David therefore himself calleth him Lord. And whence is he then his son? Then he says, and the common people heard him Gladly, The common people heard him gladly, right? He's talking about the, the reaction and reception to Jesus Christ as he preached in places. And he says the common people were excited about his preaching. They heard him gladly. Do you, do you see? Yes. When you pay attention to what someone is saying and you're happy to listen to them, you are honoring them. Do you see what I'm saying? Yes. See, I could go on preaching and preaching and preaching and preaching. So long as you continue to listen to me gladly, you're honoring me. <laughs> do, you, do you see? Yeah. What is not good is when you have to get up and walk out. Do you see? Yes. 
And I agree that there are some people who have to, you know, step out for various reasons. But there are people also who walk out for no reason. It's just that I've been sitting down for a while and I need to, I need to go out. Or the man has been going on for some time. You see, as the man is desperately trying to impart something, and your attitude and response to it is, hey, it's too long, man. Do you see? But the common people heard him gladly. They were happy to listen to him. Amen. I want to say to you that um, when you're blessed to have someone speak to you, learn to listen to them gladly. Show that you're interested in what they're saying. Show that you're grateful even for them to speak to you. Do, do, Do you see what I'm saying? Yes. Because even for someone to care enough to talk to you, it's a blessing. It's a blessing that someone would, instead of minding their own business, you know, which we all have, everybody has enough business, you know, to keep you not caring about anybody. Is it not true? Don't you all have enough on your plate just by yourself? Everybody has enough business of their own. Yeah. So if anybody shows some interest in your life and in your business, learn to respect that. Do you see? Yes. Respect that by listening to them gladly. Amen. Don't act like they are wasting your time. Don't drag your feet. Don't be looking at your time. You know, or don't be checking your messages. But give them the attention they deserve and it's going to be a blessing. Amen. Number three, quickly. Number three is when you change your behavior. Do you see? Number three is when you change your behavior because of what the person said. You honor someone when you alter something because of what they said. Are you understanding what I'm saying? Yes. You show someone that you respect them just because of what you do based on what they said. Look at this verse, 2 Kings, um, 2 Kings chapter 3. 2 Kings chapter 3 and verse 14. Well, because of time, let's just take that verse only. 2 Kings chapter 3 and verse 14. And this is Elisha. See, two kings had come to him to come and seek his counsel. One of them didn't want to go because, you see, Israel was divided into Israel and then Judah, you know. And the country was divided, but the two together formed Israel. And um, one of the kings the king of Israel, he was a worshiper of idols. And so he was not really into, uh, uh, he was not in Elisha's good books. (laughs) Do you see? 
But the other guy suggested that they should go and see Elisha because he's a prophet concerning a war they were about to fight. Do you see? And so when they came, Elisha said to them, he said, as the Lord of hosts liveth before whom I stand, surely were it not that I regard the presence of Jehoshaphat, the king of Judah, I would not look toward thee nor see thee. <laughs> Can you understand what he's saying? He's saying that if it wasn't for Caitlin that you came with, I wouldn't even talk to you. In other words, my respect for Caitlin is making me alter my behavior towards you. So when I do that, I am showing honor to Caitlin. Does it make sense? Yes. So you see, sometimes things happen. It's important for you to take note of who is talking to you about what has happened. Do you see, there are some lines you must not cross because of who is intervening in the matter. So let's say there was a matter between, God forbid, Caitlin and um, Leah. Do you see, if there was a matter between them and Sister Ivana decides to step in, you show honor to Sister Ivana by adjusting your behavior. Not because the feelings are gone. Do you see? Not because the feelings of resentment and the hurt or whatever it was that transpired is over. Many times it's not gone. But you look at who is saying, cool it off. Do you see what I'm saying? Yes. So, Two things can take a matter away. One of them is that you don't, you're not hurting anymore. That's one of them. Another one is probably that um, for some reason you've just been able to get over it. Yeah. Do you see? Or the matter is resolved. It's not that you're not hurting anymore, but the matter is actually resolved. That's another reason to let it go. But a third reason to let it go, the other two remaining constant is who is intervening in the matter. Are are you getting what I'm saying? So there are some things they must not continue, not because anything has changed, but because of who has spoken. So Sister Ivana called you and said, Caitlin, listen, you need to let this matter go. Do you see? Maybe you decide, I'm not going to sing in the choir anymore. Because when, God forbid, God for really bit. <laughs> Do you see what I'm saying? That you took some outrageous decision like that. Because last time you sang, what happened? Uh, Leah, was, Leah, Leah was laughing at you. <laughs> you see, and you felt that, listen, yours is poetry, mine is singing. <laughs> Do you see? You can't even sing. And I'm singing and dancing. You with your poems, you are coming to laugh at me. So you are upset big time. Now she hasn't apologized 
She hasn't taken back what she said. So nothing has changed. The feeling, the, the bad feelings are still there. But then you get a call from Sister Ivana. Do you see? And I'm saying that the conditions remaining the same, the honor you have for Sister Ivana must cure the matter. Are you hearing what I'm saying? It's, it's one of the options. One of the options is that she would apologize. Another option is that you will forgive her even without her apology. But a third option is Sister Ivana called you and said, Caitlin, it's okay. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. And if you really respect the person and really honor the person, it should alter your behavior. It should make you say, you know, I'm not going to do this anymore. It should make you say, I'm now going. If you weren't going to come and the person called you to say, come, you must now decide to come. Are, are you getting what I'm saying? Yeah, you were not going to come, but because of who called you, you decide to come. Because you have respect and honor for the person. And so that's what this Elisha, she said, it's because you came with Jehoshaphat. Man, you should not have come with Jehoshaphat. But because you came with Jehoshaphat, I have no choice. But if it wasn't for him, I tell you, I would not even look at you. And if I looked at you, I wouldn't even see you. <laughs> yeah. Are you getting the picture? There are some people you owe them honor. And because you owe them honor, when they step in, quarrels must end. When they step in, behavior must change. No's must become yeses. Yeses must become no's. Do you see? Because you owe those people honor. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Are you learning something about this honor subject? You know? It's very important. So the third level of honor is when you change your behavior. Now, number four, quickly, is when you receive the agents of the person. Receive the agents and messengers and delegated servants of the person. Right? The agents and delegated servants of the person. Okay? So here, you're not dealing with the person directly, but you're dealing with someone who is acting in and on behalf of the person. Okay? So different situations put us in that situation. But when, let's say, I appoint someone to do something, you see, and you respond to that person, you're honoring me. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Yes. You don't have to see me to be disrespectful to me. All you have to do is to be disrespectful to the person I sent. Do you see? And later, you can't come up with an excuse and say, oh, I didn't know it was you behind it. No. If you do that, <laughs> you're wrong. <laughs> do you see what I'm saying? Yes. When people send someone, it is because their name is in that person. Mm -hmm. 
Do you see? Yeah. Let me show you this verse in Exodus quickly. Exodus chapter 23. Exodus chapter 23. And verse... Ha, um, Right. Exodus 23 verse 21. Exodus chapter 23 and verse, maybe let's start from verse 20. He says, Behold, I send an angel before thee to keep thee in the way and to bring thee unto the place which I have prepared. Beware of him and obey his voice. Provoke him not, for he will not pardon your transgressions, for my name is in him. Can you see that? It says, for my name is in him. Now look at verse 22. But if thou will indeed obey his voice and do all that I speak, then I will be an enemy unto thine enemies and an adversary unto thine adversaries. Do you see? He says, if you will obey his voice, what will you be doing? You will be doing as I speak. So it means that what the person is saying is what I am saying. And your response to the person is your response to me. Jesus put it this way. He said, he said, he who receives you, receives me. And he who receives me, receives him that sent me. Do you, do you, do you get it? So when you receive the messengers of someone you are supposed to be honoring, you are honoring that person. Hallelujah. Are you understanding it? So, Never say that, well, um, because they delegated such and such a person to be the leader of the group, it's okay to be late. <laughs> yeah. It's okay to be late because, oh, it's just, it's just Moses who is going to be leading that thing. It's okay, just, just, yeah, it's just Moses. You know, if you do that, you are dishonoring the person who appointed or sent Moses. Are you getting the picture? Yes. So we must not do that. We must be careful that we do not despise people we are supposed to be honoring by respecting their delegated agents. Amen. People that they send to represent them and they send to do uh, things. So yesterday I was sharing some of this with some, some kids and I was telling them, you know, when your mom puts your older sibling in charge of the rest of you, you get it? Yes. And your mom says she should give you breakfast and she says, sit down and you won't sit down and you start to fight with them. You are dis despising your mom. You get it? And they, and they, were, they were surprised. <laughs> One of them said, hmm, that one. <laughs> you get it? Because kids have that a lot. Yes. It's like, if mommy told us to go to bed, we will go to bed. But you, who are you? <laughs> yeah. You see. And I was teaching them, if you don't respect the two-year difference between you and your older brother, someone will also not respect the two-year difference between you and them. <laughs> 
Because you sowed that seed, you must reap it. Do you see? Yeah. So it's important. Let's respect the agents and delegated authority of the people that we, we honor. Number five is when you honor someone in their absence. Maybe we'll close on this one. Okay. No, maybe. Yes. You honor someone in their absence, isn't it? And the example here is in Matthew chapter 27 and verse 57. A man called Joseph of Arimathea. It says, when the even was come, there came a rich man of Arimathea named Joseph, who also himself was Jesus' disciple. He went to Pilate and begged the body of Jesus. Then Pilate commanded the body to be delivered. And when Joseph had taken the body, he wrapped it in a clean linen cloth and laid it in his own new tomb, which he had hewn out of the rock. And he rolled a great stone to the door of the sepulcher and departed. And there was Mary Magdalene and the other Mary sitting over against the sepulcher. Right? Now, this is a man who wanted to honor Jesus at a time when Jesus wouldn't see him. At a time when Jesus wouldn't even know what he did. But you see how, even though Jesus was dead at that time, he went to Pilate and begged for the body of Jesus. He begged for it. He went to lobby. He said, please, please give me a chance. I know he will not see it. I know no one will tell him. But this man meant so much to me. And even as he's not here, I still want to show him honor. I know he will not see it. Because most people are good at pleasing people. Most humans are men pleasers. Isn't it? Yes. We all like to do things and we want the person we are doing it for to see it. Do you see? Yeah. So that we can be properly offended when they don't acknowledge it. (laughs) And rightfully so. (laughs) Do you see the thing? We all like that. You see. But this man went to beg for the body of someone who was dead. No chance for Jesus to even know who took his body. But he said, I want it. And then he took it, and then the Bible says he wrapped him in a clean cloth. Somebody would have said, well, he's a dead body, man. We're going to bury this thing. Just Let's find some of my old shirts, you know, and let's just wrap it around the body of Jesus Christ. You know, people cut corners. When they have a chance to do something like that, they'll just do something funny and just, just hide. After all, nobody will see it. No one will know. And that was Joseph. He said, no, I don't care that Jesus will not know about it. I honor him and I want to do this for him even in his absence. Are you hearing what I'm saying? If you truly honor someone, you don't only act properly towards them in their presence, but you act properly towards them in their absence. Do you see? If you honor someone, you don't talk behind their back and smile when you see them. 
when you really honor someone, you don't say one thing at home and say another thing in his presence. If you honor someone, you don't, you don't act differently when he's not looking and then you put on another act when he's looking. No. You honor them in their absence. That's now you are taking the honor to another level. Do you see what I'm saying? Yes, you're taking it to a high level because what you're doing, you're doing it not because you want them to see it, but you're doing it knowing that they may not even see it, but you think they are worthy of that honor if they will see it or not. Do you see what I'm saying? So that's number five. And then number six is when you honor someone with sacrificial gifts. Can you see that? Yes. And Malachi chapter 1 and verse 6. It says, A son honoreth his father, and a servant his master. If then I be a father, where is mine honor? And if I be a master, where is my fear? Saith the Lord of hosts unto you, O priests that despise my name. And ye say, wherein have we despised thy name? Ye offer polluted bread upon mine altar. And ye say, wherein have we polluted thee? In that ye say the table of the Lord is contemptible. And if ye offer the blind for sacrifice, is it not evil? And if ye offer the lame and the sick, is it not evil? Offer it now to thy governor. Will he be pleased with thee or accept thy person, saith the Lord of hosts. Okay, so the next level of honor is when you present appropriate gifts to the person you are trying to honor. Do you see? Not just a gift, but an appropriate gift. And the verse we read, you can see, God said, these people, they despise me. And the people ask, how have we despised you? And he said, you bring polluted bread. Bread that is gone moldy. <laughs> Do you see? And instead of putting it in the garbage, you say, but this is the bread they put on the altar in the church for the Lord. Let's just take it so it doesn't go waste. <laughs> you see? And then another thing they did, they offered blind animals. Animals that cannot be sold on the market. Or whose value on the market is very low. Because when animals go blind, it means they can't see the food. They can't eat well. See, we used to have a nice, very nice goat called Prince Charles. <laughs> you know, very, very nice one. And one day he got in a fight with another one. And it didn't go well. He became blind. <laughs> yeah. You know, he, 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 he ran into a wall. The other, the other one was there. And this guy came back, came back. You know, if you see how goats fight, he just came all the way back and went all the way. And just as he approached it, the other one moved. It was too late for him. He ran straight into the wall <laughs> and he became blind. Now, as he became blind, he couldn't see the food anymore. He didn't see the food. He couldn't see the girls. You know, we, we brought all the goat girls for him because he was a very handsome goat. I mean, imagine a goat called Prince Charles. <laughs> you know, he was a very handsome goat. So 
you know, people used to bring their girl goats and, and then he would make them pregnant and then they would have fancy babies, you see. <laughs> you see. But as he could not see the food, he started to lose weight. And he started to grow lean. And he was losing his handsomeness. Soon the girls stopped coming. <laughs> you see, because he wasn't as attractive anymore. You see, now this is the kind of goat that then a person who wants to offer something to the Lord will say, since he's going to die anyway, why don't we take this one to the church? And take it to the Lord. And that's what used to happen. And God said, no. You despise my name by offering polluted gifts. Do you get it? So, Many times we try to get away because we say it's the thought that counts. Do you see? But the thought itself, even the thought that you bring this blind goat, the thought is polluted. There's a problem with it already. So it's not enough just to give a gift, but to honor someone, we need to give an appropriate gift. Do you see what I'm saying? We need to give an appropriate gift, a gift that is honoring, a gift that is, oh, that shows respect, a gift that reflects how you see the person and his importance in your life. Can I have an amen? amen. So if you decide one day you want to honor your mother or honor your father or honor your boss or honor anybody that's important in your life, just bear these things in mind. Can I have an amen? Amen. Bear these things in mind and learn how to honor properly. And if you honor properly, you will also be honored properly. Hallelujah. If you honor properly, what will happen? You will also be honored properly. God will make sure. Don't forget, put that verse back. Galatians 6 and um, verse 6 and 7 from the NIV. Galatians 6 verse 6 and 7 from the NIV. It says that whatsoever a man reaps what he sows, isn't it? Galatians 6, Galatians chapter 6 and verse 6. It says, let him that is taught in the word communicate. Okay, but we're doing NIV, right? So... Okay, so what does it say? Nevertheless, the one who receives instruction in the word should share all good things with their instructor. And verse 7, verse 7, verse 7 says, And do not be deceived. God cannot be mocked. A man reaps what he sows. Amen. A man does what? He reaps what he sows. Amen. Look at it in another version, the NLT. The NLT says, those who are taught the word of God should provide for their teachers, sharing all good things with them. Then it says in verse 7, do not be misled. You cannot mock the justice of God. (laughs) Do you see? Yeah. You will always harvest what you plant. 
You see, you will always have us what you plant. You will always determine how you are treated by how you are treating others. Amen. So take note of that. The last one is when you are honored for eternity. When something is done to remember you forever. You know, and I will just say that those of you who have lost parents and so on, always think about a way to memorialize them. Do you see? Think about it. Perhaps not even parents who are lost, but parents, even living parents can be memorialized. You can do something that will always remind you of your mother or remind you of your father or remind you of anyone you wish to honor. Do you see? Yes. Name something after them. Name your child after them. Do something, you know, that always reminds you of that person. Can I have an amen? amen. Isn't that something? Yes. It's something you can do. It's something you can do. Yeah? Yeah. And that's a blessing. Okay. So, um, that's the end of my message today. And, um, Hallelujah. Stand to your feet and let's bring the service to um, an express end. <laughs> Amen. Are you blessed today? Have you learned something? Okay. Let's pray. Everybody close your eyes, please. And let's pray. Just pray and say, Lord, help me to honor as I should. In the name of Jesus, help me, Lord, to know who must be honored in my life. Help me to recognize who deserves honor in my life. All the people you have used to make me who I am today, all the people through whom you have reached me. You have blessed me. You have favored me. Lord, all the people whose lives, whose sacrifices, whose direction, whose instruction, whose rebukes, and whose correction you have used to bring me to where I am, to make me who I am today. I pray, Lord, in the name of Jesus that you help me to honor them help me to respect them help me to recognize them help me to obey them listen to them gladly help me oh God to respect to honor to give gifts to make changes in my life because of them in the name of Jesus Help me not to despise anybody I must honor. Because you have taught me, Lord, that if I honor, I will also be honored. So pray everybody and say, Lord, help me not to destroy my own honor by despising people I must honor in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you for your word in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. 
Hallelujah. Now, as we close the service, maybe you're with us here or you're with us online, but you know in your heart that you are not saved. That if you were to die today, you don't know for sure that you will go to heaven, that you will have a place with the Lord. I want to give you an opportunity to be saved, to know Jesus as your personal Savior and for your sins to be forgiven. I want to give you that opportunity. And so if you want to take advantage of this opportunity, I want you, while every eye is closed, just slip up your right hand and I'm going to pray for you. Just raise your right hand and I'll pray for you. You're saying, Pastor, pray with me. I want to give my life to Jesus. I want my own relationship with Jesus. I want to be sure that when I die, I'll go to heaven. I want to be sure that I'm one of God's children. I want my name to be written in his book of life. If you're here like that, just raise your right hand and I'll pray for you. Now, maybe you are online. You're watching us on Facebook, YouTube, wherever else you're watching us, but you know in your heart that you are not saved. This is your chance to be saved. You also can raise your right hand right where you are just to identify with those who are praying that prayer today and saying, Lord, add me to that number. Count me in. I choose Jesus as my Lord and my Savior today. And I want you to say this prayer with me. I want everybody to say this prayer with me. Say, Lord Jesus. Say it again. Say, Lord Jesus. I know I'm a sinner. And that you died for my sins. Lord Jesus. Please come into my heart. I confess all my sins. And I ask for your forgiveness. Let your blood cleanse me, Lord. Let your blood wash me. There is salvation in no other name. Except your name, Jesus. I receive you, Jesus. As my Lord. I receive you, Jesus. As my master. I receive you, Jesus. As my savior. Come into my life. And be Lord over my life. Now say with me, say devil. From today. You and I are done. Say devil. We are finished. You and I. I belong to Jesus. From this moment forward. I belong to Jesus. I live for Jesus. Every day of the rest of my life. Jesus is my master. Jesus is my savior. Thank you Jesus. Say thank you Jesus. Say it again. Say thank you Jesus. For my salvation. Amen. Hallelujah. Put your hands together for the Lord. And thank him for your salvation. God bless you. Let's come to the Lord's table. Let's receive communion. 
us receive communion today and this is my body which is broken for Thank you, you. drink this is my blood which was shed for Hallelujah. Amen. Now Jesus said unto them, Except ye eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, ye have no life in you. Except ye eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you have no life in you. Now what this means is that communion is a source of life. Amen. The bread which stands for the body of Jesus Christ, his flesh, and the wine which stands for the blood of Jesus Christ is life. The two combine to give you life. Amen. So as we receive communion this morning, I want you to have faith. Believe that life is coming into any dead situation in your life. Amen. Any area of life where you are struggling, anything that you are losing, God is going to restore it through the communion in the name of Jesus. Your life will never again be the same. This is like recharging your life. It's like repowering your life. It's like putting strength back in you. It's like putting faith back in you. God is lifting you up by this experience and this encounter in the name of Jesus. So lift up your communion and let me pray. Father, we thank you for the body of Jesus Christ. The body and the blood of Jesus Christ which bring life which introduce life into our lives in the name of Jesus. We ask Lord for your blessing. We pray that you will transform these elements in accordance with the scripture and let them represent life, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Bless the bread, Lord, and bless the wine. Let healing come to our bodies because of this and let cleansing of our sins and cleansing of our lives from the effect of mistakes that we have made things we have said that we shouldn't have said 
places we have gone to that we shouldn't have gone to people we have rolled with that we shouldn't have rolled with people we have entertained in our lives that we shouldn't have entertained in the name of Jesus let the blood cleanse let the blood redeem let the blood sanctify oh God in the name of Jesus we thank you for your blessing in Jesus name now take the bread take your bread the bread. Now, I'll take your wine. This blood will wash away every sin in your life. This blood will cleanse you from every mistake that continues to influence your life. This blood will cut off its continued influence in the name of Jesus it will lose its impact over your life because the blood will cleanse you from that mistake the blood will wipe away that sin in the name of Jesus say with me the blood of Jesus say it again say the blood of Jesus Christ you may drink Now lift up your right hand for a blessing. Father, we thank you for your great grace upon your people. Thank you, Lord, that no one will keep our honor in the name of Jesus. That as you give us the opportunity to honor people in our lives who deserve honor, to give to people what is their due, I pray in the name of Jesus that no one under the sound of my voice today will miss what is their due in the name of Jesus. Every blessing that belongs to your life, may it find its way into your life in the name of Jesus. Anybody that is an agent of blessing and a person appointed by God to be a blessing to your life, may they find their way into your life in the name of Jesus. Anyone anywhere on this earth who is holding anything that belongs to you, may they be gracious enough to release it in the name of Jesus. Anyone that is standing at the doorpost of any door that you must enter, may they be gracious to open that door for you in the name of Jesus. Anyone who's holding on to any kind of promotion, any kind of blessing, any kind of advancement, anyone who holds the key to your next level of progress, may that person release it and may he enter your life in the name of Jesus.
and may anyone who is important for your life be found by you in the name of Jesus wherever they are hiding may they be exposed may they be uncovered may they be released into your life in the name of Jesus I bless you as you go home and the Lord keep you the Lord preserve you from all evil and the Lord watch your going out and your coming in from this time forth and forevermore in Jesus name and everybody says Amen Hallelujah